This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 984, Comic Talk, Complete Collections. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 984. It's a Comic Talk episode, uh, which, in other words, is going to be me, uh, you know, kind of mumbling along for the next 10 to 15 minutes. But uh, what I wanted to kind of look at or ruminate on today was, um, now that we're, you know, in an era of omnibuses and epic collections, uh, we still get the, you know, complete collections still come out from here or there. Um, You know, for fans of epic collections, they used to kind of like, you know, wannabe epics um a lot of a lot of them usually are more modern stuff but what i wanted to kind of look back on is kind of the history of these complete collections and when they first kind of started uh they were more often than not called the ultimate collections before they ended up getting replaced but being called the complete collections um and they've been around a long time now and there's so many like there's there's just tons of them so i just wanted to kind of look through the list and i almost could have flagged this episode as a flashback episode but just to kind of look at you know some of the first books i remember seeing some of the ones i remember uh, actually purchasing, uh, how they've grown in size in some cases over the years, and how they've kind of uh, fluctuated. So I'm using as my list here, I'm at the, uh, on Wikipedia, uh, there's a whole uh, subsection for Marvel Ultimate Collection, Complete Epics, and Epic Collection lines. Uh, but specifically, I'm just looking at the Ultimate Collections and Complete Collections, and I've sorted them by publication date, uh, just because I wanted to kind of get a better sense of when which ones came out. Um, and not surprisingly, um, and this makes sense if you look at the original titles, where they were the Ultimate Collections. And so, of course, they were ultimate books. So you had Ultimate X-Men was actually the first one, which surprised me. I thought it would have been Spider-Man. Uh, it was Ultimate X-Men Volume 1. Sorry, Ultimate X-Men Ultimate Collection 1, which collected the first 12 issues and the half issue. Then you had Ultimate Marvel Team-Up, which had 16 issues that uh, that came out also in 2006. Also had the Ultimate Spider-Man Super Special. Then you had Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, finally, issues 1 to 13, which makes sense. It's a great cutting off point. It started, that came out in April 2007. And then you had the second volume of Ultimate X-Men in 2007. Uh, So right there, you got two per year in the first two years. Then you got 2008 and you have four volumes that come out that year. You've got New X-Men, which was the Grant Morrison run. You had Wolverine, Enemy of the State, and then the other two New X-Men runs um, from uh, Grant Morrison, which I remember wanting to buy and then didn't buy, and I, for a long time, I kind of wish I had them. I have the Omnibus, but I would actually prefer these complete collections. I like them more. They're just a little bit more readable. Uh, but I remember when I bought Omnibus, Omnibus I was like, oh, man, I should have got this. Uh, the other big one that I was sad that I missed out on and eventually did get, and I was able to get four of the volumes, and then I was stuck with a missing volume for a long time, was The Amazing Spider-Man by J. Michael Straczynski. I remember being at you know in Toronto at the local BMV and seeing the X-Men and the Spider-Man one and just not getting them because at the time I had most of the singles and I was like, oh, I don't need trades of this. It's, you know, those wonderful house gun days when I didn't care about having, you know, nowadays I don't really want the singles anymore. I'm not going to go... The problem is I have so many singles and they're in a crawl space and I have to crawl into a crawl space and have to, you know, have my, my listing of in, my inventory on which is in which box to try and find and I also have to remember if I've sold it or not, um, which is now an issue I have to, you know, think of in my mind. Um, whereas having it on a bookshelf is a lot easier. So it's interesting, you know, I remember for the first few years of getting trade paperbacks, I had an overwhelmingly large 
DC uh, composition compared to Marvel because Marvel, I was buying everything I wanted in singles and I didn't buy the trades afterwards. I just didn't think that was necessary and it felt silly to kind of double dip in that respect. And I was buying more singles back then than I am now. And uh, so I, anyways, I ended up with more DC because I wasn't buying as many DC singles, so I'd buy them in trade. So it's interesting how evolution over time of what has been on my bookshelves. Um, so that's up until 2008. That's not a lot of these these volumes. I mean, these were large thicker volumes i mean at this point they weren't too large like i guess that ultimate marvel team up because they were i guess they didn't want to do two separate volumes so they put it all in one which was 464 pages but that was the longest one up and up to the end of 2008 nothing had breached the 400 page account um except ultimate marvel team up everything else was and and, you know if you think about it this kind of creates the template for the kind of the thicker trades we're used to obviously the epics at times go a little bit longer but um you know this this the spot of like 300 to 400 pages um was definitely a sweet spot now i would say these days they routinely go above that um, but I think at the beginning, like, you know, especially if you only really had smaller uh, trade paperbacks at that point in time, this was kind of figuring out what people would be comfortable with. Uh, you know, and it, when you flip forward later and you look at epics, I mean, they're always, you know, mid four, 400s to sometimes just over five. That's kind of normal for an epic collection. Where So when you look at epic collections, these complete collections are actually a little too short. Uh, they qu- don't quite have the girth that everyone looks for when they're looking at an epic. They're looking for a nice meaty collection. So this is routinely under 400, but it's just interesting that this is where they kind of get people comfortable with the idea of having these complete collections. I'm not going to list every single one ever, um, but I will mention it's one of the ones I, I have. So I do have Ultimate Spider-Man, I think the first couple. Uh, I had the first one, I don't even remember what I got it a few years ago, and then I was like, you know, my son should probably read some of Ultimate Spider-Man. So I started finding some of the other epics, uh, sorry, Ultimate collections, but now they're a little harder to find. So um, I don't, I only have a, a few, the first few, I think, uh, that he's read or that I've at least given to him. I, I would imagine he's read them. Uh, so if we go to 2009, we have one of the ones where I don't remember when I got it. I know I got it before 2013 because uh, I was in my old house when I got it. And I think it was like someone else's and they gave it to me or gave it to my wife to give to me. Uh, and it was Exiles. Uh, but now this is the ultimate collection version. There is a complete collection version of Volume 1, but I believe they never did any more. Um, but the rest of the entire run is ultimate collection. So I do have the original Exiles ultimate collection Volume 1. Definitely the best. I mean, I don't actually have any of the rest, and I am saddened by that, especially because they're a lot harder to find now, and I missed my opportunity when they were easier to find. Um, but uh, that first volume especially is just incredibly special to me. Um who I was as a comic book reader at the time. I really dug it. I loved, you know, the worlds they jumped into. I loved how fast-paced it was. It was Sliders meets Quantum Leap. Um, I just, I've always adored it. I've told Jed Winnick this personally, uh, how much I loved it. And I've actually been able to talk to him about Nocturne and Eversong, which was the story of... um, uh, the miscarriage that uh, that Nocturne has in the later part of that volume. Um, spoilers for a story that's 20 years old. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was... I don't think that was my first one I owned, but it was definitely one I owned. Uh, and then there was Ultimate Spider-Man 2... Sorry, Volume 2 came out in April 2009, so there was two in that month. Uh, Alias uh, came to Ultimate Collections. Um, that one I never owned. Um, that one I have in omnibus format. I didn't buy the original omnibus, I want to say. I think it was a later version of it. Um, so I don't. I think I may have seen this and just kind of not bought it for some reason. Or maybe I'd already had the omnibus. I'm not really sure when I got it. Then we have the ones where I definitely had 
eventually purchased um, and, and you know, kind of hemmed and hawed. And that was Amazing Spider-Man by J. Michael Straczynski. And it's interesting to look at the release dates and how they put a lot of these... Like, nowadays, we have volumes come out, and it'll be a while before we get another one or they come back to it. But here, they're doing them relatively quickly because, you know, you have the ASM by J. Michael Straczynski in July 2009. The second volume comes out later that year, in November 2009. Um, let's see, volume three comes out May 2010. So, again, it's a it's less than a year later. Uh, let's see, when did that first one come out? Yeah, it's like less than a year later. We're already getting volume three. And then volume four was July 2010. So now it's a full year later, and we already have the fourth volume. And then the fifth volume uh, comes out. Uh, that one is November 2010. So it wasn't that long. Like, you know, it was within a year and a half you had five volumes of that entire run. Again, that was relatively quick. And now I own them all. Um, but at the time, I definitely did not. You had Exiles. Ultimate, Ultimate X-Men was continuing. Um, so, again, Exiles kept going. You had Mini Marvels. This one, I want to think, I must have bought it when it came out. Um because there was an ultimate collection of that. This is definitely one of the smaller ones. This is 216 pages with all the uh, mini Marvel stuff. Then you had Alias. Then you had Deadpool Cable. This or C- Cable and Deadpool. Um, Deadpool and Cable, I guess, is what it's called. But it's collecting Cable Deadpool. Again, I don't think I bought that initially when it came out. I did buy it when I was in my old house. And it was definitely after I went on disability, which would have been 2011. So sometimes between 2011 and 2013, I bought all three volumes. I remember kind of, uh, I guess I was uh, medicating with... Um, with comics, uh, the handle being at home all the time. There was Next Wave Agent of Hate, which, again, I think I must have bought that when it came out, because uh, I'm pretty sure I have that consolidated volume. That was February 2010. Then you had Ultimate Iron Man, Captain America Winter Soldier, um, again, continuing ASM, you had Exiles. Oh, I'm, I remember being a big deal to me when I finally decided to get the Daredevil by Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Malev, um, complete ultimate or complete collections, whatever they're called. Um, because I had the, on I decided to buy the omnibus cause they had it volume one and two on in stock at Amazon. I bought them. Volume two came, volume one never came. They said, Oh, we don't have it anymore. Whoops. We'll try and get it. And I never did. And it was out of stock and it was super expensive. And I was really sad. And I had also ordered the omnibus of Ed Brubaker's run. And then I was just, I, was, I felt like I was stuck with this cause I wanted the first volume, but I didn't have it. And then they did these soft covers, and you're like, fuck it. And so I sold my, all three of those Omnis that I had, although eventually they did reprint um, the volume one eventually. And then I had these uh, soft covers, and I, to this day, I have you know all of uh, Brian Bendis's, uh, Brian Michael Bendis's uh, Daredevil and Edward Baker's Daredevil all in uh, the, these Ultimate or Complete Collections. Uh, I'm trying to remember when they changed the name, because I think it was still called Ultimate at that point. Um, Ultimates, um, that I own in... The complete collections. The first one came out in June 2010. The second one um, in August 2010. So pretty close together. And I love them. Uh, I thought they were great. I'm pretty sure I also got Young Avengers as well. That came out in July 2010. So these are a lot of the ones where I guess I'm in probably my peak buying mode in terms of buying a lot of these uh, before I kind of ran out of space and really had to start thinking things through, um, which eventually we all have to do in some degree or we start selling things so we can buy new things. Uh, because I mean, in 2010 or in 2011 or in that period, you know, I was picking up all of the Bendis Daredevils, that's three. I was picking up the uh, Brubaker ones when they started going out as well. Um, as I said, I got the Ultimates ones. I uh, got Deadpool and Cable. So I was really, really enjoying this particular run of kind of collecting these these thick collections. I really love thick collections. One I never bought because I just didn't like the sizing was the Fantastic Four by Wade and Ringo. Um, 
it just really bugs me. Although, looking at it now on Wikipedia, is this right? It includes part of Avengers 400? Well, that makes me sad. Um, but I have the original, like, thinner trades. Because when they started doing these Ultimate Collections, or, again, I don't know when they started calling them Complete Collections. I have to double-check that. Um, I just found that the sizing was so small. Like, the Fantastic Four by Wade and Ringo, um, you know, I know those that some of the page counts are wrong on Wikipedia, but they're not that many issues. Um, you know, you have volume two has like six or seven issues. I know one of them, one or two of them might have been larger, but it just didn't make a lot of sense. There was Spider Man, the next chapter, complete collections, um, which I put off for years. Um, I got it sometime either in 2019. Uh, I had it sent to a friend of the show, AJ, uh, who I believe sent it to me in Disney World. I or no, I was in Disney. It was Disneyland. He sent it to me in LA. So that was 2017. Um, I finally decided that I needed those because I wanted the idea of having all of ASM in my on you know, my library and not just in singles, but having it in all these complete collections um, or any trade paperback I could get my hands on. So it was important to get those, even though they're really they're not great. Um, I remember passing up Spider-Man by Mark Millar, which was the Marvel Knights run, which I just didn't feel like I ever needed to go back and read it. I felt the same way about Thor by Kieran Gillen. Uh, Ghost Rider by Daniel Way. I'd heard good things about it, but I was just never really a Ghost Rider fan. Wolverine by Greg Rucka. I love Rucka, but I remember reading a little bit of that period, and it was just not my, quite my cup of tea. Um, one I didn't don't think I got at the beginning, but definitely got later, was Astonishing X-Men by Whedon and Cassidy, because I had missed out on the omnibus. I had definitely kind of sat on that, and then it was gone. And then I remember getting it in complete collections. And you know what? I'm okay with it, because I, I like being able to have it in an easier-to-read format. Um, 2012. So again, these are all ones I was getting. There was Astonishing X-Men by Whedon. There was Daredevil by Brubaker. That's when Volume 1 came out. You had Spider-Man The Next Chapter, Volume 2. You had Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, um, which is by Casey and Collins, which I love. Um, I was so happy to be able to have two mini... Well, actually, Collins doesn't do the art in the second one. I think it was Kieran Dyer. Um, but two different uh, um, coll- uh, stories in that big collection, 376 pages. Uh, then you had Whedon again. Then you had and I think I bought these all when they were coming out. Spider-Man, I, actually, I definitely did, because they had a different spine initially. Um, Amazing Spider-Man Big Time by Dan Slott. Um, that was 520 pages, which was more of a regular epic uh, length. And I remember being so sad that uh, it doesn't have the number one on my copy. I think they did for later reprints, but mine just says, I think just says it's Ultimate Collection. Uh, then you had Daredevil by Brubaker, Volume 2. We're only in 2012, so I've, at some point I'm just going to have to speed through. We've got Electra by Greg Rucka. I wanted it, but ultimately ended up deciding not to, because I was hoping eventually we get more of a comprehensive collection of Electra in that period, because I did like his run, but I also didn't mind Bendis's, and this wasn't including us for six issues. We had Spider-Man The Next Chapter, Volume 3, Daredevil by Ed Brubaker, Volume 3, I should say and Michael Lark, it does say and Michael Lark. Um, then we had Captain America, The Death of Captain America. So I had all the um, kind of, I had started reading Cap I think in singles around 25, but I had the trade paperbacks up until then. Obviously, issue, missing issue 10, I think, that was from House of M. And then this was a nice, thick volume collecting three trade, previous trades, so I definitely jumped on that. You had Thor, the Mighty Avenger, which I took a pass on. You got Uncanny X-Men by Matt Fraction. I just had no interest in any of that X-Men stuff. I was buying a lot of it singly up until AVX, and I just didn't really care about collecting that stuff again, and I still feel that way. Uh, Doom 2099 by Warren Ellis. I don't have the affection that other people have for this, mainly because I kind of missed out on it when it first came out, so that wasn't really important to me. I was Rocket, Raccoon, and Groot, which is an interesting collection of kind of um, some newer stuff and older stuff and not a very large page count. You got Uncanny X-Men by Matt Fraction. You got Avengers by Jeff Johns, which I kind of regret not getting, but also I don't know if I'd reread it that often. Um, you had Hulk by Jeff Loeb. 
which collected the first 12 issues of uh, Hulk, which was the, the Red Hulk. Uh, more Matt Fraction, uh, Uncanny X-Men. Then they got Deadpool by Daniel Way, which I bought some of the um, the smaller trades, so I didn't end up buying the uh, the complete collection. And then finally, they go back to Ultimate Spider-Man. This is August 2013. Uh, then they close out Avengers by Jeff Johns. They continue the Hulk by Jeff Loeb. They do the Shield by Jim Starenko, which I regret not getting. Um, I think I would have enjoyed that. That was uh, from nine years ago. Then you had Marvel Zombies, which I had read a bunch of the original stories. I just I think they were fun the first time, and I, but I also thought it was something I didn't need to go back to. You had Thor: The Warriors Three, which is kind of a mishmash book. You continued the Amazing Spider-Man Big Time by Dan Slott, which I I picked up. They continued the Deadpool by Daniel Way. Then there was the Immortal Iron Fist, which I was kind of sad I didn't end up getting. But and I think it's been multiple reprintings. I just I have the, sing, the original single trades, so I just didn't want to bother getting that. Uh, Wolverine by Jason Aaron, I didn't end up getting. I'm not a huge fan of that particular run, uh, but I know some people are absolutely in love with it. You have X Factor by Peter David, which if you think about it, this that came out in 2014. Like they that I feel like they'll never continue that. I think they didn't go that far. Um, I'm just looking at it. Although now they're doing that same run in omnibus format. Got Journey into Mystery by Kieran Gillen. That one I kind of regret not getting those two volumes. They had She-Hulk by Dan Slott, which I jumped on. Uh, I have those two volumes probably on my bookshelf. Got Warlock by Jim Starlin. Again, I didn't get that because I just, I, I, I want to enjoy it. But I remember reading, I think, digitally and I wasn't super impressed. But I think I just, maybe I wasn't, maybe I just wasn't in the, the right place that day. Uh, got Wolverine by Jason Aaron Continued. Then we have X-Force by Colin Yost. That one I regret not getting. I really loved that run. It was excessive, but I enjoyed it. Uh, more Daniel Way uh, Deadpool. Then you have more Marvel Zombies. They, uh, I guess I guess they completed the She-Hulk with Dan Slott. I think that was only two volumes. There was another one by X-Factor by Peter David. We're up to 2014. Then you have The Devil Dinosaur by Jack Kirby. That's got to be the smallest one, 184 pages. It's also the smallest omnibus, uh, I believe. Uh, then you had Immortal, Immortal Iron Fist Volume 2, Invaders Classic, that one I kind of regret, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I wanted it, but I didn't really know if I just wanted it in the format of just having those issues, and then eventually ended up with all the DNA cosmic stuff in omnibuses, so it kind of became a moot point. Then we had Wolverine by Jason Aaron Volume 3, Deadpool by Daniel Way Volume 4, uh, Human Torch by Carl Kiesel and Scotty Young. That one shocked me when it came out, because I don't think people loved it, but I think there was a resurgence with Scotty Young, his art. Uh, and also with Kiesel and people wanting more, I guess, of Human Torch. So I guess that's why it returned. And then you had uh, Journey to Mystery by Kieran Gillen of Volume 2, which was August 2014. August 2014 also saw the beginning of a, a book that I, I functionally just had no purpose for, but I, cause I already had the, uh, the original oversized hardcovers, and that is Runaways. Um, that first trade with the first 18 issues, I had that in hardcover, but that's 448 pages. Again, a, you know, a pretty moderately sized epic if they were just to call it Runaways Epic, which who knows, someday they will. Uh, and Kenny X-Force by Brooke Remender, that I did buy. Um, that was a book I enjoyed. I think it was during my transition out of buying a lot of singles. Um, so I had the original issues up to around the Otherworld storyline. Um, and then it was like, okay, well, you know, I really enjoyed that. I heard, you know, I had, I think, seen or read someone else's copies of the kind of the ending of that. So that was kind of a big one where I definitely wanted to make sure I, I owned uh, those larger collections because those were nice. Um, yeah, I probably have that on my shelf. Although it's, I haven't really gone back to read it much. Uh, I did buy it, let's see, November 2014. Thank you, Amazon. Uh, apparently it's a $190 book now. That's ludicrous. Um, I, enjoy, I enjoy that book a lot. I haven't gone back and reading it. Um, the artwork is beautiful. Um, I don't know. I'd have to go back and, and see if it still holds up, if I can still enjoy it. One of these things that I do enjoy more and more as the years go on is the books that feel more self-contained and uh, that I can, can just kind of go back and pick it up off the shelf 
and it's not part of a massive reread. Like I feel that way about Astonishing X Men. Even Grant Morrison's, like you could just kind of pick up those three volumes, or in my case, the omnibus of Grant Morrison's X Men run, and just read it. And you don't really need a lot to go in. And well, Marvel didn't care about what came out afterwards, and they just kind of retconned a bunch of stuff anyway. But you could just kind of read it and enjoy it. And I feel like Uncanny X Force probably feels the same way. I mean, some of the characters are definitely go through weird journeys, uh, very specific to the characters that you know those characters don't really exist in the same manner anymore but I don't think it detracts from the reading experience I think you'd be able to read it just fine these days uh, so that started in August 2014 you also had the conclusion of the X-Course by Colin Yost uh, complete collections which again now that I think about it why don't I own those um, I, I, I feel like I enjoyed them and maybe didn't feel like I needed to go back there's an issue in there I think that happened around when um, the time travel stuff was happening and what, one of the, whatever, whatever the crossovers were going on at the time I guess Mosiah War is the one that kind of led into and I remember it being just so well done and exciting and I feel like when it came back from that it wasn't nearly as exciting but it, going into it it was just like whoa what is happening um, I'm trying to see if I can even get the uh, yeah you, you can't you can't find these collections anymore um, looks like the X-Force by Colin Yost complete collection on uh, Amazon it's like yeah if you have $680 well I mean I do but not for this uh, so that's probably something I'll never own it's interesting um, the years that go on and how many books you're like oh man I kind of wanted that. Didn't pick it up. It's gone now. Uh, these things just don't exist anymore. Uh, you got Jessica Jones' The Pulse. I was always curious about owning that, but ultimately I knew it was it was not nearly as enjoyable or as good as Alias. It felt, I don't know, like I had less of an identity. I had some good ideas, and some of the issues were fun, but I, I never, I wasn't that upset I didn't get it. Warner Soldier by Ed Brubaker. I had uh, the main, or the this, this actual, uh, the, I had the entire run in the original trade, so I didn't feel the need to kind of replace Deathlock the, the Demolisher. That's one of the ones where I kind of I look back on and feel like I should have gotten it, just because it's unique and different. And I feel like these days, I more than ever really enjoy, you know, the idea of owning some of those, um, you know, the weird things that aren't going to be in a lot of other places. I think they interest me more. Um, it looks like Deathlock, The Demolisher, Origin. Oh, here we go. Complete Collection. Okay, let's see what Amazon. That's the I things. $144. All right, well, that's, I'm not going to buy that today. Uh, we got Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Again, I have that in omnibus format. And they completed the Marvel Zombies, also Wolverine by Jason Aaron. Uh, they had a new run of Invaders Classic, continued. You got a new issue of, uh, sorry, a new uh, volume of Runaways. You had uh, Uncanny X Force by Rick Remender. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Big Time by Dan Slott. So these are all complete, uh, continuing lines at this point. Uh, June 2015 saw Secret Warriors uh, get the complete collection. That one I had in omnibus format already at that point, so I didn't feel the need to get that. Then you had Venom by Rick Remender, and that's a, a book that I wouldn't mind having the full run of it again. I have the singles, but I think I may have sold them. It was I, That feels like a book I wasn't going to go back and read, but I was enjoying it when it was coming out. So that was a, a new kind of... Both Secret Warriors and Venom were these new uh, kind of volume or lines, if you want to call it that, uh, at that time. Uh, you had more Amazing Spider-Man Big Time by Dan Slott. Now we're into 2015, or middle of 2015, actually. Then you got Howard the Duck got his own complete collection uh, with the first 16 issues, plus a variety of other appearances. You had Runaways continuing, Secret Warriors continuing. Then there was a big one, uh, which is actually, it makes sense based on the timing. Uh, you had Black Panther by Christopher Priest. So what, 2016, I believe, was uh, when you had the... Um 
uh, Captain America Civil War came out, so it makes sense that they were kind of getting ready for that with Black Panther by Christopher Priest. Uh, and Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man getting a complete collection. Um, that I never bought, and again, I didn't really even look at Ultimate Spider-Man complete collections at all until recently. Um, although I eventually started getting the more digest size, but thick and, and excellent price point. I think they originally called the Marvel Rising trade paperbacks, but uh, of the Miles Morales run for my son uh, recently. In fact, a new volume that, uh, collecting the first, I think, 12 issues or so of when Miles Morales came to the regular uh, Marvel Universe after Secret Wars is collected in that particular volume. Uh, then we had Rogue, and I'm like, what? Rogue got a complete collection? Yes, yeah, she did. Uh, although it was like the third volume, so it's a weird choice. Uh, just because they didn't have the first two volumes. I guess the first one was a miniseries. I don't remember the second one. And then you had another Venom by Rick Remender. You had Shield by Lee and Kirby. Another one I kind of regret not getting. Uh, you had Damage Control. And that's one of those ones where, again, they had the, the Homecoming movie was coming out. Um, uh, then I guess the next year, I believe. And uh, Damage Control was going to be in there. Uh, I'd like to, I like damage control in theory in practice I don't know if I enjoy it that much or find it that funny or enjoy the art that much but I like that it, it exists and it's interesting too because it collects the first two miniseries which were in the 90s and the, or sorry three miniseries I should say and then it has a World War Hulk after smash damage control miniseries which is obviously much much later in very different tones I uh, got Man Thing by Steve Gerber, complete collection. You got more Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider Man, more Black Panther by Christopher Priest, more Howard the Duck. Then you got, when I talk about weird ones, we got Marvel Frontier Comics. Uh, I didn't pick it up because. I don't know if it really interested me, but again, I love that it exists. Uh, then Punisher Max got a complete collection, which had the first 12 issues of that Punisher series, plus uh, Punisher Born, um, which I remember reading Born, but not the other uh, the other Punisher run. Uh, then you got Captain America and the Falcon by Christopher Priest, and this was obviously, you had a new Captain America movie coming out. Uh, Priest was you know, kind of having a resurgence in terms of the works he was doing at DC at the time, plus his Black Panther stuff was obviously highly celebrated, and they were putting that back into complete collections, so it made sense to have that. Then there's one I do regret because I like it in, and it's it's fun and it's very like of its time. It's late '90s and it's X-Men Gambit uh, complete collection, which has the first 11 issues of his mini series, sorry, his his ongoing series. And I didn't get it, and you can't really find it now. And you can get the second volume, but I just can't get the second volume without the first one. So that makes me kind of sad. Uh, and there's like Punisher Max. Um, which is weird. It looks like according to uh, at least according to. Um, uh, Wikipedia, you had uh, Punisher Max 2 came out in April 2016 and so did Volume 4? That can't be right. And then Volume 3 came out the next October? That just seems weird. Uh, and then you had a new line. You had Amazing Spider-Man Brand New Day. Uh, that one I bought because um, I was very excited to have the Brand New Day era all in, in uh, complete collections. And so in 2016 you had, and again, Spider-Man had a new movie coming out, so it made sense. So May 2016 you had Volume 1. August 2016 you had Volume 2. Uh, later that year, you had Machine Man by Kirby and Dicko. That I kind of regret not picking up, although I think that you can still get that. Um, Machine Man is one of those characters who I find like some people like really love that character, but most people don't really know much about that character and don't really care. Um, and I don't, I'm I'm in the middle ground. Um, I know the character. Oh, you can still get it. Fifty bucks. All right, it's still available. I could have it tomorrow. Good to know. I'm not ordering it for tomorrow, but I could. Uh, which is nice. You had X-23. Makes sense. She was becoming you know, elevated as the new Wolverine, so they were putting out a lot of her early stuff. Um, again, you had Man-Thing with Steve Gerber was continuing. You had Captain Marvel by Jim Starlin, which, again, is important, but I find 
I don't know why. I want to enjoy it more than I end up enjoying it each time I try. You get Black Panther Do More, which is not a storyline I liked from 2009, but it got its own complete collection because, again, they're starting to really, you know, figure out new things to put in complete collections. You got New Avengers by Bendis. Uh, I'm surprised it took that long, but in 2017, they finally started a series of complete collections, and they really pumped them out. But you had also had Wolverine Origin, which had Origin and Origin 2 for Wolverine. Uh, the second one is not nearly as good as the first one, that's for sure. Uh, you had Wolverine by Daniel Way, Volume 1. Um, then we got New Avengers by Bendis. Again, we should volume two. Like, there are just going to be tons of those. Uh, you had Avengers The Initiative. Uh, I actually have the first volume because a friend of the show, Eric Anthony, gave, gave it to me. Or maybe he found it at a convention and it was really cheap and I had him pick, him up, pick it up for me. One of the two. Um, it's one of those books that, again, I enjoy it a lot, but it's so of its time. It's so of that kind of initiative period right after Civil War. Um, but I still, I still dig it. Um, but it, it, as an... As a book, it really not suffers, but it's so tied to the ongoing continuity of the time that it does make it a little bit harder to just kind of pick it up and read it. Uh, you also had Iron Fist, The Living Weapon, which had the 12 issues by Carrie Andrews. You had Electra by Peter Milligan, Larry Hama, and Mike Diodato Jr. This one I wish I bought. Um, I probably still can. I'm not sure. Um, just because this is like an interesting period for Electra, and it was a little bit more superhero, and you have Diodato, who, you know, he was just doing gorgeous women at the time. Yeah, you can't find this. Um, not always the best art, but I kind of want it. It's a 200 bucks, so I don't want it that badly, but uh, it's one of those books that, again, I have some regrets. You had Iron Man, Director of S.H.I.E.L.D., which collected a uh, big swath of uh, Iron Man from when he was the Director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, again, they had Mighty Avengers by Brian Michael Bendis. Um, you also had uh, Spider-Man, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man by Peter David, which is one of those weird collections because it doesn't collect issues or pages one or chapters. Oh my god, uh, one to four because that's part of Spider-Man the other, but instead it's issues five to twenty-three. Wish I got this, uh, I did not, so um, that's a bit of a, a bummer for me that I didn't pick that up. I'm pretty sure that's impossible to find, but let me uh, do a quick check on the uh, the Friendly Neighborhood Amazons, see if it's possible to even get that these days. I'm guessing it's not. It is not, unless you want it digitally. If you want it in paperback, you need a hundred and five dollars to get it um that's a little bit of a bummer because i like those stories and i like the art and i should have gotten that then you had amazing spider-man brand new day volume three i picked that up in a heartbeat uh i watched new avengers go by me and i always kind of wonder if i should have bought it but i bought a lot of them digitally before comicsology tanked uh and became a very difficult interface to use so i don't need it as much you had captain america and the avengers which kind of continued the captain america and series um from when there was two captain america books so one of them kind of became a, a rotating uh, team-up book and the other one was just captain america as a relaunch uh back when uh, i guess what brubaker was doing it uh there was dakin dark wolverine punishment which i have some of these books in the original trades um uh, but not all of it. And then there was Spider-Man Web Spinner, so you better believe I picked that up. Although I don't pick that, I picked that up right away, but I really enjoy that. Uh, that has Web Spinners 1 to 18, and also material from Shadows and Light number 2 to 3. Uh, I do not have Avengers the Initiative, which I did, uh, number 2 I should say. Um, I'm just kind of going through it now. Sif, Journey into Mystery. So there's a period where Sif took over Journey into Mystery. Uh, it's a pretty short one. This is 248 pages. Um, then there was Spider-Man Revenge of the Green Goblin. This might have been the reason. This is the reason I got the next chapter. It's because I wanted the Revenge of the Green Goblin because this brought it right up to the JMS run. And I think I was right in the 
in the middle of getting the JMS runner, finally deciding to get it. So I think I was like, I need the next chapter because it come it gets uh, neatly right up to the JMS run. I think this is the reason. And it came out September 2017, so I would have pre-ordered that when I bought the other volumes and picked them up or got them sent to me in April 2017. I think all the pieces of the puzzle are starting to come together. I think that makes sense. Uh, you had Avengers by Brian Michael Bendis. There was New Avengers and Mighty Avengers. Now there's just Avengers by Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, there was Indestructible Hulk by Mark Wade, which I liked part of that run, but ended up deciding not to get that for myself. There was Tomb of Dracula, Werewolf by Night, Incredible Hulk by J. Jason Aaron, Black Panther by Reginald Hudlin, everyone getting a complete collection. You get one, you get one. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man Brand New Day Volume 4, you had the Black Panther Man Without Fear. This is when he took over the um, uh, the numbering from Daredevil, which was a weird period, so it was like Black Panther the Man Without Fear 513 to 523 after Shadowland. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, you had Dark Avengers by Brian Michael Bendis, but again, it inc- excludes the crossover with uh, the X-Men, which always feels like it's not really complete then, is it? Uh, yeah, Deadpool by Poseidon and Duggan, uh, which again, that's a weird one. I have to look at the, uh, the the mapping for the other episodes, or sorry, issues, because it collects issues 1 to 14, 20 and 26. Okay, so volume 2 has 15 to 19 and 21 to 25. I mean, if that was me, that would drive me fucking crazy, um, just from a reading standpoint, or maybe it makes sense when you read it, I don't know. You had New Mutants Back to School, which was a, a series from back in 2003. Three. I don't even remember that New Mutants series. Uh, again, more volumes by Wolverine by Daniel Way, Black Panther by Reginald Hudland. You had New Mutants by Zeb Wells was launched, which again excludes the, uh, whatever happened in issues 12 to 14. I feel like that might have been the crochet or not. I'm not sure. Uh, Avengers Academy, that one I kind of feel bad that I didn't buy because I love that book when it came out. But again, I just didn't know if I was going to go back and reread it. Then they started doing Annihilation, which I have the original hardcovers of the first series, so I didn't bother with that. Agents of Atlas, oh, that's one I probably should have gotten um, because I didn't read a lot of that material, but I know a lot of people love it and, and really adore it. And uh, having it all kind of in one spot would have made a lot of sense for me uh, in, ter- in terms of being able to enjoy it. And what do you know? That one, you ca- I could still find it. There's two complete collections, um, and they're you know fairly in stock. The one says it's going to ship within one to two months. That always makes me a little wary because, like, what if it doesn't come? Then I'm stuck. Uh, but the second volume is out, and that one came out in 2020. Uh, that one apparently I can have it uh, t- again tomorrow for 52 bucks, and so that's kind of tempting because it's very insulated, and you're just kind of experiencing all these adventures with these characters over you know when they had all these books that were happening in the late 2000s, um, you know. So that that's kind of exciting, and so that that makes me take pause and really think about it. Uh, then there was Superior Spider-Man. Um, and this was a bothersome... I eventually ended up getting it. Uh, and then I really had to track down number two. Um, but this bugged me for a while because I had the Brand New Day collections and they end uh, with 697. They don't end with Amazing Spider-Man 700. They put that into Superior. And I get it thematically, but it bugs me because I feel like it should have been in that run. So uh, I was kind of against it for a while. And I had... Because I think the moment when I started picking up all the Spider-Man stuff in trade was Superior. Um, so I already had Superior 1 and onwards. So I really didn't want to have to buy this ultimate, or this complete collection. I eventually relented because I just was too sad and didn't want to buy the, by then, out-of-print uh, Dying Wish, which had uh, 698 to 700. So they got me. Marvel got me, eventually. Not right away, but eventually they got me. Uh, yeah, the Champions Classic. Uh, I think I own that in, like, Masterworks and stuff. I... It's, it's fun as a lark, and it does have a bunch of varying different appearances, which is kind of cool, but I just felt like I didn't need it. Same thing with Secret Avengers by Ed Brubaker. I enjoyed that run, but also didn't feel like it, I, it was going to hold up, and it wasn't really that... Given the price point, it was still only 304 pages. 
Uh, you had Doctor Strange Damnation. That was, you know, a much more current event. And I had read the Ben Riley uh, Scarlet Spider chapters and, again, just didn't feel the need to read the, more of it. You had Nova the Abandon Landing. And uh, if you weren't going to buy all of, I mean, I had already bought or was going to buy all of the Annihilation stuff and the, the War of Realms and all that and all those hardcovers. So I just didn't feel the need to have these complete collections. But if you weren't going to buy those, absolutely, this is a good thing to buy. Uh, Scar, Son of Hulk, again, felt like something I wasn't really going to read. Um, but Spider-Girl Complete Collection was a definite no-brainer for me. I think this, they've had, what, four books now? Um, I'm hoping they keep going. I will buy them all. Um, it's always been a regret of mine that I kind of stopped reading it at issue 50. Not because... I think it's just because I was younger and um, I didn't have a lot of money. And I was like, well, you know, I think the art was changing. And I don't think at the time I knew that Friends was coming on, but I knew that Olive was leaving. And I was kind of like, well, you know, I don't, probably don't need to keep buying this. Like, I don't know if I was enjoying it as much. And now I regret it so much because I love that book. I love that's the whole series and the characters. And I love having the complete collections now. So that I'm very happy, but also sad that I... You know, left the book after issue fifty. It's just a stupid thing. Um, I wish I could go back and just shake myself as a child and be like, spend the extra three bucks, just keep buying this book forever, uh, support it till the you know your dying days. Um, they had Venom by Colin Bunn, which I guess this does kind of complete of what what the Remender version was. So if I just bought this and the Remender version, I would have that version of Venom. And now I'm thinking about it, but I, again, I think it's kind of out of print and hard to get. Uh, you have Human Torch and the Thing Strange Tales, which collects a lot of the 60s material from Strange Tales. That's cool, because I don't think that gets reprinted a lot. Um, you had Fantastic Four by Jonathan Hickman. By then, I'd already had all the single, the, the smaller trades. And even this one's not that long. It's like 384 pages, so I kind of missed out on that. Um, but because I already have it in a different format, not because I actually missed out on it. Avengers Arena, again, I have that in trade in the smaller trade, so I never got this consolidated one. Um, Hulk by Mark Wade and Jerry Duggan. Uh, I love this. I picked that up in a heartbeat. Love that run. I was so happy to have it uh, all in one consolidated spot. Then they republished Exiles. Um, that was in October 2018 as the complete collection, not the ultimate collection anymore. Um, and now I'm just kind of skimming, and uh, I'm not going to go through everything. But you had Marvel Knights Black Widow by Grayson and Rucka. Um, I think I did end up buying that, or maybe not. I can't remember. Uh, you had Avengers Undercover. I like that short-lived run. Mutant X, I was there on the ground floor. I was like, I need to buy this. I bought X-Men Classic, but eventually I think I sold it or traded it to uh, a friend of the show, Nathan Struck, because he's really getting into the, all the classic X-Men stuff, and I think I figured he would enjoy it more. Uh, but Mutant X was like, I was so happy to have it. Uh, New X-Men Academy X, that was a book that I never really cared much for at the time. I know some people really love it. Um, it just wasn't for me, but I know a lot of those characters obviously end up making a huge impact on the X universe. I got Nova again by Admin Lanning as they complete that run. You got X-Men Gambit, which again, I'm sad I don't have the first volume because I actually would, now I think about it, I'm like, oh man, I should have bought that. Um, you got What If Classic, which I eventually ended up getting the first omnibus, and I'm keep waiting and waiting for the price on the second omnibus to go down because uh, it was briefly down and I missed it and I should have gotten it and I didn't. Uh, so I'm a little sad about that. And when I say a little, I'm very sad about that. Uh, I think my, sad, my son's also really excited because I think he just likes what ifs. I don't know what it is. He doesn't even know some of the comics they're based on. He just likes reading them. Uh, that's Amazing Spider-Man New Ways to Live. So this kind of took over where Brand New Days, trade paperbacks ended. Uh, you had Uncanny X-Men by Kieran Gillen, Iron Fist, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, uh, which collected a lot of older material. You got Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane um, in a c complete collection. I don't remember that being in a complete collection. I think that was a smaller size. 
Uh, Fantastic Four Heroes Return. I'm all in on all the Heroes Return books, so I'm there uh, very happily with my with my money ready. Uh, Marvel Knights Fantastic Four. Glad it's been collected. It was never my favorite run, but I'm glad it's out there. Uh, Avengers World collected all 21 issues of Avengers World, um, which I think I had the smaller trade paperbacks for a while. Avenging Spider-Man is one I wish I hadn't kind of whiffed on, uh, but I did. Uh, Mighty Avengers by Dan Slott. I similarly, I don't. That one feels very of its time. I don't know if I would ever kind of go back to enjoy it. Uh, Spider-Man: Light in the Darkness collected the issues of Peter Parker Spider-Man that were going alongside Revenge of the Green Goblin trade I talked about earlier. Uh, that one I loved. Uh, Gambit: King of Thieves was the 2012 book. Um, that was a fun book. A good art. Uh, Thor by Jason Aaron. I was like, yes. I didn't buy the original trades of that. I was waiting for the complete collections, uh, so I have all of those. Got Iron Man by Fraction and Laroca. I didn't buy it. Uh, I have the hardcover version of this, and I, you know, hope that someday that rest of that run gets captured because there's only you know a certain amount of the issues are even captured anywhere, and then it's just you, know, you can't find it anywhere. It's impossible. Uh, it's all in like the original single trades or singles. Uh, then you had Spider-Man Noir, which collected a variety of different noir books, and it came out in June 2019, which is a little late considering the movie came out with that character in late 2018. Uh, you had Spider-Man The Gauntlet, um, which is something I was really excited about. That was kind of getting us closer to having all of Amazing Spider-Man in these thick trades. They have not done, to this point, uh, I guess, what, uh, One Moment in Time and Origin of the Species, I think it's called. They haven't collected those yet. There was not Brian Eck, which for those who are you know really like that stuff, it's great. I just knew I wasn't going to enjoy it a lot, so I didn't pick it up. I did wish I got Incredible Hercules. That was such a fun ride when that back when that book was going, but I did miss out on that. I don't think it's easy to find now, um, but that was definitely a, a book that I remember enjoying a lot when I was, you know, right around, um, what was it, World War Hulk. Uh, it was a, a fun ride and a romp, and it looks like, oh, I can still buy it. You know what, that one I'm actually going to consider. Uh, I wish that, you know, I'm Canadian, so I wish it wasn't over $50 for each volume, but uh, I could have them both by Wednesday for $107 combined, which, you know, fun stories, uh, super, you know, again, of its time, definitely, but also super enjoyable and fun. So it's worth considering. Uh, there was Spider-Girl Volume 2, we're up to 2009 now. There was a Man-Wolf one, which, again, I love that it existed. I don't care about Man-Wolf much, but I'm like, I'm glad that for Man-Wolf fans, they can enjoy this. Uh, Mutant X had its uh, second and final volume, which I was super pumped for. Uh, there was Deadpool by Joe Kelly. Deadpool has been repaginated in so many different ways. Deadpool Classic, Deadpool by Joe Kelly, Deadpool Ep- Epic Collections. This material is not hard to find. Uh, in some format. Uh, Tigra had a, a complete collection, which again, I'm glad it exists. Loki, Agent of Asgard, which completed the Al Ewing series, which I absolutely loved, so I definitely picked that up when it came out. Um, I think just looking at the more recent ones, looking at 2020 forward, I did buy Thor, Jason Aaron, Volume 2. Um, I did buy Fantastic Four Heroes Return, Volume 2, Spider-Man The Gauntlet, Volume 2. I just like Volume 2s. Fantastic Four Heroes Return, Volume 3, Until Tales of Spider-Man, Volume 1. Actually, that was a gift, uh, it just came out last year because I had the omnibus. I didn't need it, but I love it so much. And I'm glad I have it in trade as well. Uh, a more portable version of such a beautiful book. Um, and then I also bought Iron Man Heroes Return Volume 2. Sorry, hold on. Is that even out yet? That's not even out yet. It's on this list and it's like showing that it's coming out like in December 2022. I will get this. Uh, I will also get Fantastic Four Heroes Return Volume uh, 4 when it eventually comes out. Um, I have now received Spider-Girl Volume 4, which I love. I got Thor by Jason Aaron. Um, I have Volumes 3, 4, and 5. Uh, really happy with those. Captain America Heroes Return. I got Volume 1 in 2021. And do I have a Volume 2? I don't think that came out yet. 
I think sometimes Amazon's all over the place. It's all correct with its uh, release dates, and suddenly they just go batshit crazy. Like no one updated them, and no one knows what's going on. So there's more, uh, but they're uh, all over the place. Um, one I gave a lot of thought to was my, Iron Man by Mike Grell, um, but then I realized that there was a reason why I stopped reading Iron Man, and I should probably not go back to it. And I think part of it was maybe the Michael Ryan artwork. I wasn't a huge fan of some of the designs, or maybe it was Grell doing artwork too. I can't even remember. But anyways, that was just a bit of a, a meandering uh, walk down memory lane when it comes to ultimate slash complete collections. Uh, thank you for joining me for this episode. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, rate the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for joining. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.